It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a Radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Go Birds podcast. I am John Barchard, along with James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks, who we didn't think we were going to get originally, but the locker room just works out, so the triad, the trio, is together. We've got a lot of observations from uh, today's practice at minicamp, plus uh, we've got two more days worth of that. But more uh, importantly, the second podcast in a row, and not only just podcast, podcast, radio show, podcast, we welcome once again James Seltzer to the program. James, what's happening, buddy? You guys can't get rid of me. This is pretty exciting. I know. Well, until until I go to Florida this weekend, and then you'll (laughs) be rid of me. for. But I'll be back. Yeah, I'm never going anywhere. uh, We asked that dog to finish the job, and he couldn't do it. I know. (laughs) I know. We gotta we gotta get a bigger dog next time. Uh, I uh, yeah, I, I mean we'll get into uh, some of the observations from obviously from Elliot and from myself with just kind of what was happening down there. But I think the the biggest news is well yeah Malcolm Jenkins did show up and I don't think he he minced words today. Here was what Malcolm had to say about his contract situation and uh, why he decided to be at uh, minicamp after. It was reported that he might, more than likely, would not be there. You know, I think it's more so uh, a reflection of the contract that I signed three years ago. But obviously, as, as a player, I feel like I've outplayed that contract. But you know, it's always also a business side of, of this game. So you know, those things come with negotiations. But that has nothing to do with you know what I put out on the field, and I'll continue to do that. Do you think the contract is going to be reworked? Um, those things are ongoing. Uh, you know, for me, I, I hire an agent to have those conversations. Mr. Lloyd hires the GM to have those conversations. So. For while I'm here, I'm focused solely on making sure that um, the product I put on the field is uh, the standard that I want. And of course, being the pro that I am, I actually set that up pretty poorly because the question that was asked of him is, you know, you you are in about the top 10 of safeties paid. 
Um, do you feel like you've outplayed that contract? And James, I actually thought it was a really good response to saying, I just think it's a reflection of the contract that I signed at the time, and that's true of the NFL business. Um, I liked all of Malcolm's answers, including I just wanted to make sure I wanted to be here for my team and for my locker room. It doesn't mean I can't get paid also or try to get paid a little more while doing that. What was your impression of of Malcolm and his reaction and, and the questions and him being here at minicamp? Yeah, I, look, I don't think you – I don't know how you can really have any problem with what he had to say. You know, I think he handled it perfectly. He showed up, which a lot of people didn't think was going to happen, a lot of reporters, a lot of us, you know, pontificating about what was going to happen. I don't think – I think the vast majority of people didn't expect Malcolm Jenkins to be there for mandatory minicamps. And he's there. He showed up. He said the right things. I think it's clear they probably are working on things. And they said, hey, Malcolm – We'll figure this out. Just show up. That That's my impression of how this is playing out and that they're going to figure it out and they'll get him more money or at least something where he feels happy. And, you know, look, I think I think it was a win-win for Malcolm that, that I think he believes he's going to get paid, but also he gets to show up and say, hey, I'm a team guy. I showed up. Let's go. I'm a leader. And, and I think it all works out. Yeah, I think so, too. And and. You know, it's uh, I, I'm just I, I would assume if that money's going to come, it's going to be before training camp. Right. Like they they don't want this thing to continue on uh, into the season. If, if it's going to happen, there's got to there's still got to be something that happens here. Right. Yeah. Look, I think Malcolm as normal uh, handled his time with the media perfectly. I mean, if there's one thing Malcolm's really good at, it's explaining his position on something and answering tough questions. And he's done that since he's gotten here about. A variety of issues, a lot harder to talk about than his contract. So I think he did an excellent job with that. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that he's still, in my opinion, worthy of a new contract. I still think Deagle should do something for him. Um, the vibe I got from him today, though, was, I don't know, I would be surprised at this point if something does end up happening. He said he's going to come to training camp. He said he feels respected by the organization. Uh, he said talks are ongoing. Um, maybe something will happen, but... I don't know. You see a lot of times with the Eagles, like if they want to get something done, they get it done right away and it never becomes a thing. I mean, how many times have we seen someone have an actual ongoing contract dispute? I mean, maybe Fletcher Cox, but that was handled by this time of the offseason then. So um, I think Malcolm's here. He seems happy. He said he was excited to be back. Uh, he's coming to training camp. Um, I have a feeling that this is just kind of not over at this point, but uh, I don't think there's going to be you know, him holding out or anything like that, like you said. Yeah, or or really a, t- a ton of questions kind of moving forward. And, and I think, yeah, uh, I think it won't be talked about much more. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it got me thinking back to that Fletcher Cox announcement. It's like, hey, uh, don't worry about the strip club incident. Uh, worry about this. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of uh, it was pretty good timing there. So, James, I know that um, you are busy with the midday show and, uh, you know, taking care of a – a certain little baby and things like that. And uh, are you talking about Joe DeCamera? I am. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm talking about. Well done, sir. So uh, I don't. I, what, from what your impressions just were on Twitter, what was the most intriguing thing that you would want answered from you know minicamp practice day one here? Yeah. Well, I'm. I have the distinct pleasure here of talking to not one but two people who were down at practice today and got to see everything happen. So I would love to to be the proxy for the fan, all of us who didn't get to go down oh, there. Oh, real quick, real quick, James. I did want to say that Elliot did uh, complain about the heat uh, twice uh, while we were down there. Only on twice. A, on a beautiful day. So, And I'm very twice. tired now. I mean, honestly, it does. <laughs> it, I took it out of you, buddy, it, huh? 
standing out in the heat is hard. I don't know what you want me to say. It's tired. Can't imagine this guy. What this, this, this poor Elliot. I just I feel for <laughs> you, son. I, I really do. Yeah, I'm the beat writer you need. It's that's not right. A tough job. But it's yes. a job I was what, to, to stand out in the heat and watch football. For, what a what a grueling thing well, also to do. Tracking every throw for what it's worth. <laughs> All right. Well, Mister Track Every Throw, tell me what Carson Wentz looked like today. He looked great. He looked like he has throughout all of OTAs, honestly. Um, you know, today was honestly kind of a lighter practice in the way that he didn't really take the ball down the field very much. He had one deep throw uh, to, I think it was uh, Mike and Michael or whatever that dude's name is, a guy that's probably not going to make the team. But he, Number uh, 80, that's all, yeah. Number 80, <laughs> yes. yeah, number 80. He had one really yeah, nice Yeah, give him Jerry Rice's time. number. That makes sense. That guy's not going to make the team. <laughs> He had one really nice throw to him. Uh, other than that, mostly middle of the field stuff. He was two for two in the red zone. Had a really nice uh, pass to J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Hold so on. Hold on. Hold on. We got to make sure we get this thing right now. Okay? It is J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, as clarified by him. You know, it's not – but he did say – Arcega! It, it's, it's, you can call him whatever, which anytime anybody says that, that's not true. He went no. up. <laughs> let, let's that's, a, that's a don't fucking call me that yeah. guy let's type res- of thing. Let's respect the Thega here, ESP. All right, so Whiteside had a really good practice today. <laughs> I, I mean, we are talking to Elliot, who still calls Corey Clement, Corey Clement. Yeah, so. you know. yeah you know. I'll also say, as someone with a hyphen in my name, like, I've also dealt with the, you know, pump, some people say parks, like that type of thing. So, I, me and JJ Arcega Whiteside are on the same, uh, same <laughs> level here. Yeah, it's not, and uh, trust me, I've been guilty of saying uh, Cravion uh, uh, millions of times throughout this Both podcast. Have. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, why do you um, think, Elliot? I'm curious. Why do you think that connection is working? Is it just because JJ is that good and Wentz is that good, and they're just uh, like I'm right. getting, I'm getting too excited about shorts and shells throws to this guy, but this is now. This, this I feel like the sixth practice in a row that we've all watched and said, Jesus, that connection's for real, and it doesn't matter the quarterback is throwing to him. So I'm hesitant to say he's just that good because obviously when he was drafted, me and you disagreed on how good he was, and I don't know if I want to give you that W yet. But <laughs> Fair. I will say that he looked, he looked really good. I mean, and the, the thing that I think is impressive about him is he's not making catches like where he's, burning an undrafted cornerback or he's wide open. He's coming down. They like the contested he's make the, the catches he's making are contested. And one thing Howie Rosen has said is a skill trait. He believes transfers from college to the pros is contested catches. And you see that, um, like I was saying, uh, Wentz was four for four targeting him today with a touchdown. I just think they're getting a lot of reps together. He was there throughout all of OTAs. And the one big thing, my biggest takeaway today from, from practice was, uh, I went back and looked at what Carson did in day one of mandatory minicamp last year, and he threw six passes. Today, he threw, I believe it was 19. So, I mean, obviously, he was limited last year, so clearly that's why I was only six, but I really don't think it can be, uh, like, it can't be said enough how big it is that he's getting so much more work this offseason than he did last offseason. I mean, he, I'm pretty sure today he topped how many throws he had in the three-day mandatory minicamp combined. I don't think any of them were 11-on-11 11 11 last year. So he's getting just a ton more reps. So he looks great while doing them, but I think the bigger story is he's out there all the time. He took 24 total reps today, like I said, with 19 throws. So he's out there a ton, and the offense is getting a lot of work together. So I think that's, that's a really good sign for this. 
James, this yeah, is, um, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead, Almost like, uh, you know, signing him to that deal early made a lot of sense because he could go out and be awesome this year. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, right, you know, so just saying. I'm, I'm well aware that all season after he has a good game, I'm going to hear, oh, too bad. <laughs> like, I'm well aware, right? But here's the deal. Like I said, I didn't, I said I would rather pay more for him next offseason. That's what I said. I never said I thought he was going to have a bad year and they shouldn't sign him because he's a bad player. I said I would rather just Pay more for him next offseason and wait. So, look, it could end up being a bad bet on my part. I think he's going to have a big year, but we'll see what happens. You, you, James, you notice how much he's starting to walk that back uh, now? Beep, no, I'm not walking beep, it back. This is, beep, this is exactly beep, what I've said the entire time. Uh-huh, guys, uh-huh. okay. okay. Yeah, I don't listen. I don't listen. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but this is, James, the other thing that I, uh, I found pretty interesting today, uh, I want to I see how you feel about this. Because I – and I don't really – I have no idea. People are going to constantly, I think, throughout training camp, nail down who the starters are going to be in the secondary. And I tried it. So what we're going to start doing, too, throughout this mini camp, and then we'll enter the dead zone and then getting into training camp, we're going to chart every every single thing of what they do to try and have some idea of what they're going to do. And would you believe it, James, that in base formation, your boy Avante Maddox and Razul Douglas were your two starting corners and Sidney Jones did not enter in until they went into nickel, and then Maddox slid over to nickel, and then Jones was your other outside guy for there. And now you try and think. I want you to think of that, though. When everybody's healthy, who's starting outside? You know? I mean, like, because I, I, I think Avante Maddox is a lock in that specific thing. Like, if they're going to come out in base, I think he's – I think it's him and Mills – Right or him well, and Darby? I, I think it, I think it's a bit. Yeah, I think it's Darby. I think it's him and Darby if Darby is healthy. And again, it comes down to health with Darby and Mills. But I do agree with you, John, that on the outside, I think those are the three leading contenders. And look, Doug went out of his way to mention Rasul Douglas today in the uh, in the uh, in his press conference, talking about guys that you know showed stuff at the end of last year and and deserved the opportunity com- to compete again. So I do think that you know you'll see all those guys get reps in practice, but. I think assuming again, and it's a big leap to say everyone's healthy, but I think assuming everyone is healthy come, you know, the opening Sunday of the season, I think it is Ronald Darby and Avante Maddox on the outside. Man, ESP, you agree? I I do think I agree. I think that when the season is over, Avante Maddox, only person that'll play more snaps than him on the defense is Malcolm Jenkins. Like where those snaps will end up, I think we did get, a good sight of it today. And quick shout out to Barcher for tracking every throw. My man came with a clipboard, a pen, a spreadsheet. Ooh, and an yeah, Excel yeah. spreadsheet. Well, we're high tech yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was very <laughs> impressive. It was. So shout out to him. But um, see, I don't know. Like my feelings on Mills have been well known. I said last year he was the best cornerback on the roster. Avante by the end of the year probably changed my opinion of that. But regardless, I'm big on Jalen Mills. So me saying I don't think he's going to get the job is not easy. But when you look at it and you look at just what's invested, Avante Maddox is going to be, like I said, play a ton of snaps. They just gave Darby a new deal. Jalen Mills has one year left on his deal, and he doesn't have a new extension. So when you just look at it, I don't know if they hand Jalen Mills the job back, especially with how good I think Rasul's been playing and uh, how improved he really is. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because you know, we know, um, like Sydney, Sydney doesn't tackle. We know that. And... I mean, Mills. Can you t- say that again? I know that's your boy. So no, uh, we, we know that. I mean, he's not. It, Darby's not a good tackler either. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I, I, Avante Maddox and Razul Douglas are, 
and everybody loves them anyway. I, I, James, I just look at it as, as a positive anyway. They want. Oh, yes. They yes. want. They want Avante Maddox on the field all the time. A hundred percent of the snaps, whether you're nickel, whether you're an outside, maybe if you're in big dime, he becomes the third safety, and they stick Cravey on LeBlanc in the nickel. That's I did it again. Uh, but that is that's a good thing. Now, is are we in the same? And this is this is probably going to be debatable up until week one of the season two. Are we in? There's just a lot of corners, and there's not many good ones. Or there are a lot of good corners, in your opinion, on this team. No, I, I, that's the thing I'm most excited about. I, especially coming from the the doldrums of the Chip Kelly years and the Kerry Fletchers and the Bradley, uh, no, Kerry Williams, Bradley Fletcher. You like, mixed them together. The no, I loved it. I loved it. They were <laughs> the Kerry Fletchers of the world. That whole time period, like. Even heading into the Super Bowl season when we talked about how worried we were about the cornerback position, I'm so happy to not worry about that. I I think that in actuality, I think that it might be the deepest position group on the team, or at least you can make the argument, other than maybe like D-tackle. But I feel – well, I don't know, but in terms of just pure depth, like I feel good with – Mills, Darby, and Mills actually probably towards the back end of this for me, but Mills, Darby, Douglas, Maddox, LeBlanc, five guys. And I'm not even mentioning Sidney Jones, who at least, you know, still has upside and potential. And obviously we know Bartra loves him. Like theoretically, you have six guys who can play in the NFL for you, cornerback, like guys who can play, guys who can play meaningful snaps for you. Like I I feel really good about the cornerback position. And, And honestly, I think Mills theoretically kind of, the on the on the back end of that for me, I think the guys I feel best about, like I said, I feel best about Maddox, Darby when healthy, and I think Rasul Douglas and LeBlanc because those are the guys I've seen do it most recently, and they did it in big games for me. I feel amazing about the cornerbacks. So group. I, I'm I'm a little I'm I agree with most of what you said. The only counter I would say where I a little bit more I'm on the side of they just have a lot of corners as opposed to a lot of good ones is. Like, when you go through, as a group, I agree, like, there's a lot to like about it. But I think, like, when you look at them closer to each individual, like, they all have some pretty serious flaws right now currently. Like, Jalen Mills is hurt. Ronald Darby's coming off a torn ACL. And then you can go down the line. The only concern I have, and I wouldn't trade any of them. Like, I like the idea of having all six here. You know, they're all really close. I don't worry about there being issues in the locker room with playing time or that position, position room. Uh, the only concern I would have is when you look at it, I don't think they have one person that they can say, you know what, he's my number one corner. Where there's no injury concern, he has a proven track record, we know he can play at a high level. That would be my only concern, is that I think that they have a lot of, like, sevens, but they don't have any, like, tens or nines. That would be the the biggest issue for me. And this is, I will even say this, and ESP is going to love this, I don't think that's a great, like, what I saw today, that doesn't really, that's not a good sign for Sidney Jones starting anyway like I I don't know if it's going to come down to like once Mills and Darby are healthy or if they get healthy if that means Razul's coming off first or if that means Sydney's coming off first so that'll be very telling as well and like listen if Sydney Jones is your backup number two I guess at that point I don't you know I don't I don't think that's great but if that res- means Razul's like solidified himself as a third round pick now and they feel comfortable with him there I think that's that's awesome so I I do lean your way and James, I'm kind of in the middle. Like I don't, I don't really know. And and honestly, um, just a quick side note: Cra- uh, Craven LeBlanc has not earned anything. 
Okay, like he's earned his spot where he is right now. He's not earned like his nickel nickel slot, and that's something I'm just going to keep mm, saying. I for, disagree with you for on a that. while. I, I, I think I disagree too. Okay, he's a little. So you tracked all the snaps today. I mean, it seemed like he was running almost exclusively with the second yeah. team. Sydney was with Th- the first team. Thirty five snaps. I would snaps. argue. Yeah, LeBlanc has LeBlanc has earned first team reps over Sydney. Uh, I would too. I would. I just put, wouldn't put it over Maddox. Is is all. Now, if you want to, if you want to slide Cravon LeBlanc and have Avante Maddox solely play on the outside, that's fine. Or if you just want Sidney Jones right. to play nickel, that's fine. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't think he's solidified anything though. Just for the reasons why we've, we've, we've said how this could go in a million different directions, and I just need to see consistency out of him. I don't think he's, he's quite, you know, solidified that spot. Uh, quite yet, but uh, there. I don't know anything else that stood out to you, real quick, ESP, before we move on. With practice, um, the only other thing that stood out to me was that Aguilar didn't practice. Deshaun barely took any team reps, and Alshon also took barely any team reps. Yeah. So, not the end of the world, but like just coming into today, I was excited to see those three for the first time all together. Um, so seeing Wentz take a lot of reps with like. Greg Ward Jr. and uh, whatever that guy <laughs> in the Brady's name is, right? Like, wasn't as appealing. Um, but one last thing I'll say before we can move on is, and it ties into both of these, I still think this offense is going to score a shit ton of points oh, yeah. if, if Carson stays healthy. So when we talk about the secondary, yeah, they might not have a number one shutdown corner, but if the offense is playing up to their potential, there's no reason they should score in the high 20s almost every week. Yeah, I feel the I feel the same way. Like it's a very it's a very very powerful offense and you're ready for this, James? Are you ready for it? Uh Alshon Jeffrey looks the most in shape that I've seen him in the 3 years since Ooh. he's been here. Now, that, buddy. now that could just mean he looks he's the healthiest he's ever been in the offseason coming in and that might just be it, but like he looks correct me if I'm wrong, he but he looked like really good today, even in the limited time you saw him. Yeah, and you know, a lot of time Wentz's health issues really overshadowed other things that players have gone through. But Alshon also didn't have all last offseason. Remember, he had yep. the shoulder surgery. He missed all the offseason, almost all the training camp, and then he missed. I think was it the first two games. So again, just him being healthy, he looks. I agree, he looks great out there. I mean, like I said, he didn't take a ton of, of reps, but. In the in the times I did see him like run around and catch football and run and all that, I thought I did think he looked really good. Uh, James, put on your shocked face. Are you ready? Yes, shocked. Uh, uh, I'm, sh- I'm shocked. I'm shocked, John. The Eagles let go of their of their head team physician and internist today, or after yeah. one year at the role. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, not what? a surprise. Uh, Tim, McMa- Tim McManus was reporting, uh, but right before practice actually started, or, or just before it started. Uh, that uh, the Eagles are moving on from their their head team physician, and they're gonna they've hired somebody uh, internally from Penn Medicine, and Good. they've been named the chief medical officer. So uh, I think we can clearly state here, James, that that Stephen A. Stash sucked. Okay, like he was overwhelmed by the position. That doesn't just happen after a year. Like being in and out, it didn't work. He's out of here, right? He yeah, sucked. Look, I- I, I, look, again, we're not in that room and all that stuff, but I just think that um, they've had some issues, and I think they're trying to clean up. Yeah. Look, when, if, if anything they can do to get Jeff McClain to stop asking about the medical staff, I think they'll do. So. <laughs> and there it is, because he's done with that now. So uh, we will uh, obviously move on to the mail take bag, which there are there are a lot of good uh, takes, and there's a lot of good questions 
in here. But of course, as always, the best way to get on the podcast is leave us a review, plain and simple, on iTunes, five stars, and we'll read absolutely anything. Uh, I'll give you a, a, the quick three because this is coming right after you know, our, our Wentz Extension podcast. Uh, ESP is a Debbie Downer. If it wasn't for John and James, I would stop listening because Elliot is trash. That is fucking, listen. Nice. Can I just say something too? Like, because somebody has a different opinion does not mean that they uh, like hate the world or hate you. It's just, I like the way ESP thinks because I don't think that way. And there are some. I fucking love Elliot. Like, I'm not even disagreeing. <laughs> that's my, that's I'm my fucking I guy. Just don't think I'm, <laughs> I'm not even disagreeing. I'm trash. I just think I'm right about what. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was from uh, Birds fan in the 50th state, by the way. And uh, SMR Chef, oh, my good uh, good friend on Twitter as well. Seltzer the legend. I love hearing James win an argument over Mr. Bad Take, which is uh, sure, uh, which is really defining ESP's value. Uh, love the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Bad Take. Uh, That's not a bad nickname. No. Uh, no. I like and that. I mean, we do have the drop. That loves yeah, to be I played mean, incessantly nickname, on the radio. Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bartridge closing statement last night from uh, Doug P for president. Bartridge, you really had me run through a wall at the end of the Wentz Exten- Extension podcast. Well done, sir. Now, just if you're new to the podcast, those are only things when it really, when you really need it. You got to go into the go into the gut every now and again. It's not just going to be an every every week kind of uh, ritual. So again, it originated on game day, like in like uh, we need this now type of moment on, for what it's worth yeah it re, on the nfc championship game the day before the nfc championship game. yes so yeah like we we need those types of things but keep them rolling in obviously we love to hear from you again you can uh follow or subscribe on uh, spotify apple pods or wherever you find uh your favorite podcast uh gentlemen is it uh mail take time because I think it is. Really? Let's, uh, it's been time. It's been mail take time. <laughs> Let's run on through as from the top. Uh, James, this is a perfect question for you from uh, did uh, Ben Simmons make a three? Who will no. who will be the Andrew Knapp on the Eagles for James? <laughs> a player that stinks and James will always mention stinking. Okay, here's the thing. No one will ever be Andrew Knapp because he is the all-time worst. So there can never <laughs> be another Andrew Knapp. Fuck that guy. Okay, um, it is a, a outstanding question. I think in years past, Wendell Smallwood, a clear potential Andrew yes. Knapp award winner. Yes. But last year, I liked what I saw from Wendell. Like, my man fought hard. He ran hard. So I think Wendell has uh, endeared himself enough to me where he is not going to be the Andrew Knapp recipient this year. Man, this is a... There's uh, a clear winner is, here, James. And his name is Donnell... Yeah, Pumphrey. I, I have a recommendation as well. Donnell Pumphrey. Is, is clearly well, Donald Pumphrey doesn't even count. He's like the he's like a little leaguer. You know, he's not even like <laughs> up in the major league level. Um, I have a thought, but Elliot, what's yours? Uh, to me, it's Big V because Ooh. I think he'll be starting. People want Brandon Brooks back. Everyone will rationally hate him, even though it's hard to tell how good a guard really is. And so I think that's uh, how it'll go. I don't think that's a bad answer either. By the way, uh, Doug did say starting guard today and i did not see yeah. wisniewski take one snap at left guard at all he is backing up big v uh, who is uh, backing up uh, brandon brooks while he's injured obviously but uh thought that was kind of a, it's pretty a good answer note. it's a really good answer it's a good answer i'm i'm gonna go with the unexpected jason peters if he pulls himself out of any more games this year i'm gonna go all andrew knapp on him now he's way too good a player i don't 
think there's a comparison. Andrew Knapp is one of a kind. Wow. Okay. I was going to say, at James Seltzer. That's once again, at James Seltzer. There's, there's no, it's, it, there's only one Andrew Knapp. Like, there's just one. Yeah. It is what it is. He's right. He's He really is right. Especially in a time like, times like these where people are going down, you're going to see a lot more Andrew Knapp, which is disappointing. Very creative question. Though. Very great. Love question. it. Uh, this is just a take from uh, Nick Grossi. Foles will be mediocre in Jacksonville, and the team goes 8-8. Eight and eight. Elliot, how do you feel about that? I would be surprised if the Jaguars went 8-8, eight and eight, in, in my opinion. I mean, I think their defense is a little better than they were given credit Singing for. Singing like 6-10 and 10 or something, like 5-11? or <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, look, like at the end of the day, Foles being bad in Jacksonville doesn't mean he would have been bad here. So I don't care if they go 0-16. I'm just saying I, I don't think they're going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. Okay. Uh, I think they have a good chance of going 8-8, eight and eight, especially with, like, can we just touch on that real quick? Why are the Jaguars not extending Jalen Ramsey, like, this season? I mean, they could in the in the next offseason, but you already, like, pissed him off. That's so stupid. I don't think they like him as, like, a person. Well, how he get on that shit, right, James? Let's go. Like, yeah, we can end the corner the debate. most talented cornerback in football? Yeah, I'll take him. Yeah. Sure. You can give him three-fifths of the secondary and be like, cool, uh, and whatever pick you you give want. up a first? Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't even think oh, about he's it. He's the best cornerback in football. You put him and Jenkins together, that's I mean, it. Maybe Patrick Peters, and maybe. maybe. Like, you could say it because he's a little bit older, been around longer, but, like, he's also missing six games. Yes. <laughs> I legit think, think Jalen Ramsey in terms of, like, move. if you could give me one cornerback to – if I'm building my perfect roster for the next yeah. 10 years and you give me one cornerback, it's Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I'm taking the guy that snatches chains, uh, That's uh, and that's that's fine by me. Uh, Jordan Weaver, I'll leave this for you, E. Where do you see the Eagles' offensive and defensive ranking, uh, rankings end at the end of the season? Uh, I think they're definitely going to have a top 10 defense. Um, I think in terms, I mean, I'm, I'm going in terms of points because as my boy Bart just said, the yards don't matter. Right. So if we're just going, just going points, I think they'll definitely be top 10 in, in that on defense. Uh, and I think they, have the, they, I, I, they should be top five in offense, if not number one. Um, obviously, again, if Wednesday's healthy. But uh, if Wednesday's healthy, they, they should be one or two. Uh, I think they have yeah. the best set of skill players in the NFL, and everyone tells me they have an MVP candidate. So let's uh, let's see. <laughs> I love when you say yeah. it's so demeaning <laughs> it just when you do it that. It's so clear what you're doing, but it, it's good. I'll give you credit, but it's very demeaning. James, I say... You know, wait, can, I, can we do one quick Twitter thing? Yeah. Uh, so people got mad at me. This could even be a weekly segment. Uh, people got mad at me on Twitter because... I had a tweet, and I was basically saying why Wentz wanted to stay here, and I said part of the reason is he clearly feels he can turn his career around here. Now, here's my question to you. Would you not agree that Wentz needs to turn his career around a little bit? Oh, well, yeah, like, of course. But, but that's right, uh, I think I think when you say that, though, people people go, oh, you don't like him, his talent, and they just ignore well, the yeah. health, just like they do with the contract. Phrase it, the phrasing of it. I mean, like, he did, like, play a big role in winning a Super Bowl in his well, first three too. years in the league. So, like, I... I I get why people would be annoyed, but I understand what you're saying. And like, yes, like right now is a pivotal pivotal point in this guy's career where like he needs to show that he can stay healthy. He needs to show that he can, you know, move forward from these injuries. So I I, I get what you're saying, but I think it's the phrasing of it that triggers people. Well, and, the, and on top of that, I mean, didn't we all just a couple of weeks ago, like weren't people yelling at me saying – like Nick Foles is a fucking legend and all this other stuff, and you guys are telling me about how many people were were still or still think today that Foles is a better quarterback than than Wentz. So yeah, I think there's right. clearly something that he's got to turn around for people to kind of go and forget that they. Uh, James, you remember they won the Super Bowl? You remember that whole thing 
without Carson? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just making. Best quarterback in the history of the franchise. <laughs> on the Super Bowl, yeah. uh, from, uh, oh, yeah, real quick. I think they're a top three offense, by the way, James. Do you disagree? Agreed, no, so. I, I think, look, I, I, it's hard to say in Tyreek Hill's situation. We'll see how that plays out. It's hard to put anyone one above Kansas right. City after what we saw last year, but I think they're absolutely in the running for that next best offense. No question. I, I'll make you a bet. If Patrick Mahomes and Carson Wentz both play 16 games, the Eagles will average more points than the Chiefs. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Oh. I'm with you. I'm, I know. I'm, yeah, there's... Because people got to start realizing wow. there is more. there are more weapons on this team than Kansas City has. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't, really first of all, I don't know that that's true. If Tyreek, if, if Tyreek Hill is healthy, or if Tyreek Hill is playing, like, you know, fuck that guy. But if he's playing, the, you can't say there might be, like, more weapons, but not. It's like the Chiefs still have the best weapons in football if Tyreek Hill is playing. They just not, do. That's not true. I, they not do. true. They're so fast. You they have dynamic weapons. But you can't say that Deshaun Jackson is the is the greatest deep threat of all time. And then just not say as as Tyreek Hill. I mean, let's you be don't real. Think he's, he's, not, he's not as good a football player. Tyreek Hill gives well, you that death threat thing more, too, and yeah, he does the other stuff too. Tyreek Hill's a better football player right now than Deshaun Jackson is. There's no question about it. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. I mean, like the year that Tyreek Hill had last year is better than any year in Deshaun Jackson's career easily. No, I know that. that that's not what I'm arguing. Sorry if it uh, sounds uh, like also, that. I don't know if that's true. Didn't he catch 13 touchdowns one year with Chip and had over a thousand yards? How many did Tyreek have last year? Tyreek had 13 touchdowns last year. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, but I'm just saying. Yeah, so they tied. I wouldn't say that's without just question. touchdowns. So there, the, that's what I'm saying. Kansas City's deep threat is better than than Deshaun. And then what? You know, then there's they have the, the better tight end, like Travis better Kelsey's better nerds. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, they got two. No, of them, I'm though. saying Travis Kelsey is better than Zach Ertz. Yeah, I, I agree, but I'm saying, but there's two of them. You know, there's two. Well, let me ask James that. Right, so real quick, out. okay, go ahead. Flat out, you you had to pick uh, just the real Eagles quick, real quick. Twelve touchdowns and fourteen seventy nine in terms of receiving yards for Tyreek Hill last year. Yeah, Deshaun's <laughs> never done that. That's okay, look up what Deshaun. Deshaun look up what Deshaun had in 2013. I'm pretty sure it's under that. If I even just my my memory, it's 1200, right? 1479 in terms of yards. There's no way. Uh, I will look it up. I don't think it was that far off. You know, I mean, he was a pro boy. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I can only move so fast, Elliot. Uh, 1300 yards, nine touchdowns. Oh well, so he was closer, but he was still three touchdowns below him. Yeah. Um, All right. So I I just disagree. So he was 150 yards below. He had five less catches, 150-ish yards less, and then three less touchdowns. So it was a somewhat comparable year. Obviously not as good, but comparable. But this is why I need need an Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl just to fucking bury all those guys. (laughs) And Andy, like, I just, I don't know why I never, if, I just don't want him to win one. (laughs) Unless there's, like, unless the Eagles aren't involved and, like, yeah, that's down to him and the Patriots and then somebody we really hate, like, if Dallas ends up there, sure, I'm going to root for the Chiefs. But like I just I don't know why, but it satisfies me because I just I want all of his predecessors to have more success than him, and I don't wow. I don't know why. It's dark, it's very it's dark. It's very, Johnny. I have the thing. I just have that thing. I don't know why. Can I lock James down really quick before we move on? Just yeah, yes. If you had to pick right now, the Eagles running backs, tight ends, and receivers, or the Chiefs running backs, tight ends, and receivers, you're saying you would take the Chiefs. Uh, I think it's close. I think it's really close. But you have to take Mahomes over Wentz right now. I mean, that's a major no, no, factor in this though. discussion, I right? Like, I said skill like, position player. I think it's really close. Like, I, here's the thing. I think it's a question of quantity versus quality. I think that the high – and look, the, every, there's quality across. I, the, I think the Chiefs have the two best weapons on either team in Hill and Kelsey. I think those are the two best weapons. But then I think the Eagles probably have, like, the next three or four best guys. So – 
I think it's really close. I think Damian Williams probably a better running back than Jordan Howard. It's close. Uh, I think they're probably comparable. I think Williams gives you a little bit more. Um, you know, I think that the the at Nelson Aguilar versus the third receiver for the Chiefs. Like, I think it's probably Aguilar. It's close. Like, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it's way closer than than like it's dependent upon what you value most. The highest of high end talent or like really really good guys and more of them. And, and I I would take the Chiefs personally. So that's your official take. He would take the Chiefs. Through all that, yeah, he would take the Chiefs. I, I would right, take I'm glad Chiefs. we have that locked down. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what that's happens. It. it should be fun. E-Roll uh, uh, e- uh, e- is uh, is checking in here. James, with Jordan Maialato only being 22 years old, do you believe he will take over Lane Johnson's position in the future? That's the only re- really way I see him starting for us. Or do you think he's going to take over at guard uh, sooner than later? I eyes. don't know what's going to happen with Mylotta. Honestly, like I think the fact that they drafted Dillard makes it pretty clear that they believe that that Jordan Mylotta is not the left tackle of the future. Lane Johnson, we don't see him going anywhere in the the near future, right? At least the next five years, you have to assume he's a part so. of the Eagles' plans at least, right? So, I mean, like I don't know, like guard, it has to be guard, right? If you have your tackles for the next five years set, what are we going to wait till Mylotta's? 25, 28 years old or whatever, 29 years old to <laughs> actually start playing in the NFL. So yeah. I guess guard, I think, I mean, as much as anything, maybe they can turn him into a developmental prospect. They could trade. I think there's a lot of options with him, but I think to think that he's going to be one of the starting tackles on this team anytime in the near future is, is probably not true. Yeah. And he's, uh, it's been going the same as, same as it was, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks, Pryor's backing up Lane Johnson and then my lot is backing up, uh, Pryor and, I think I think it's at guard, and I think after this season, that's where he's going to be, and that's he's going to live there. You know, uh, it'd be because you know Brandon Brooks isn't getting any younger, so I would say that's more of his path, either right or left guard, to kind of go and stick in there. Either way, even if he only this is what's our expectations raised up, and granted, we were part of doing that, but if he ends up being a great backup swing guy, that's a hit. You know, for a guy that's never played football and being in the seventh round, I just think we want the the ultimate story there, and I just don't think it's going to happen. So, uh, a couple of other of uh, uh, oh, uh, shit, Stoke says uh, people are too over eager to get rookies on the field. The idea of moving uh, Dillard to guard just for the sake of getting him on the field is a trash take, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, totally if, agree. Yeah, if Agreed. I see, if I see him at at, uh, at guard, I'll actually be. Uh, pretty bad. So uh, keep them coming in at Go Birds Pods. There'll be uh, plenty and plenty of takes and questions throughout the uh, the the next week here. And um, I don't know any uh, any final thoughts as we're rolling out here, ESP. Uh, no, I'm just happy I locked James down on that take. When he was <laughs> going through that long answer, I was thinking he was going to be a coward, but I'm happy at the end he uh, manned up. So I'm happy we got that. Oh, I like it, James. Anything on your mind here? You know, that's what I'm here for. To give, I'm, I'm a takesman, Elliot. Yeah, take, that's what that's I. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm a takesman. Um, now, uh, my final thought: uh, I'm going to Florida this weekend to celebrate the life of my 101 year old grandmother who passed away a few months ago. So, shout out to Mei Mei. So, hey, 101. Think about living to 101. She was alive when World War One happened. My goodness, it's fucking crazy. So that is wild. shout out to Mei Mei. Way to go, Mei Mei. You uh, had a wonderful, wonderful run. Uh, throughout this and uh i don't know i i guess my only thing is if if somebody actually thinks that Dak prescott is the best 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 player out of the 2016 draft you should probably shouldn't be paying attention to what they have to say after that i mean that's he's not even the best player on his team 
Uh, well, how about the top five of that draft? Yeah, I think Zeke better too. But <laughs> the top five from that draft will go down as one of the all-time great top oh, fives. Yeah. If they, you got Jared Goff, obviously, at the top, then Wentz. Then you got Joey Bosa, Jalen Ramsey, and Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, that is or, – or Elliott, then Ramsey. That top five are all like five of the best players, theoretically, at their positions in football. It's wild. Yeah. So it, if they listed it as like, I think you could make the argument in some ways. I wouldn't agree with it that maybe he was the best pick because he was fourth round. But yeah, like, sure. If, I think that's if fair. you're gonna say if you're gonna say player, I mean that's yeah, that's silly. He and was, I like Dak more than most people, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, he's easily the best pick in the 2016 draft. Yeah, he's probably the best value, no question. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, that's that's not not even debatable. I don't think at that point, but in terms of you know talent and the rest, I I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I uh, I I wish nothing but uh, bad stats for Dak Prescott so we can freaking end this uh, overall and mainly just because uh, I just if Wentz does what he all we all think he's going to do it's not going to matter anyway so and because uh, fuck Dallas and because fuck Dallas that's why so for uh, Elliot Shore Parks uh, for James Seltzer I'm John Barchard we'll be at practice for the next two days we'll be charting we'll be writing yes I apologize already for my awful typos and uh, we'll be back after. Uh, what do we say? Thursday, Thursday or Friday? Friday for sure. Friday with a uh, with a recap of everything that went on minicamp, and then we'll be uh, on the air on Saturday, going over it as well. So uh, we'll see you then. This has been episode number eighty two of the Go Birds podcast, right here on Radio.com and Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Go Birds.